Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fire Talk. I'm here with the Lit Reviews crew of Cole, Adam, Matt, and Ron. Of course, I'm Jake. And today we are going to be talking all about the goings-on in the entertainment world today because it's been affected by uh, a little-known virus. Not sure if you guys have heard of it. It's called the coronavirus. Um, and Ron, I know it's upset you pretty greatly based on uh, one of your uh, big passions in life right now with the James Bond movie. Dude, I was so mad. I'm so mad about that. I was in the middle of my um, marathon, too. I was just finishing Skyfall. You know, I just watched those three movies back-to-back. And now I got to start it all over. They pushed it all the way back to November. That sounds like such a hard thing for you to do. I mean, you sound really torn up about having to rewatch those again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was in the zone, you know, you get in the zone like that. Imagine watching all the Marvel movies and they just postpone Endgame and you're like, I'm 15 movies in. This is bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, 15 movies at like two and a half hours of pop is way different than like three movies at two and a half hours of pop. <laughs> Yeah, when you said you were watching them all, I thought you were like starting, you know, all yeah, the way back, back to, to the, like the you know the sixties. I was yeah, going to. I, I was well, going you got to. Time. I <laughs> now I, I do now. I have them all. I was going to, but then when I start the older ones, I get bored, and then I just skip to the new ones. So I mean, I like them and I respect them, and you know, they deserve respect. But um. I just kind of like the new Star Wars trilogy. I can't binge them. Yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Just can't make the time to watch it. Just can't make the time to watch it. I can't. No. I... <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! I feel it. That, that one hurt. <laughs> and I'll, all right i'll jump in to defend ron because he's getting shit i'm pretty good here uh the old ones old movies old action movies especially are not particularly good anymore and the fact that the action just does not hold up in terms of not only like how it's like filmed but just the overall speed of it it's just they they're just not visually appealing and so i think it's really easy to get bored with some of those you really have to be engaged with like the story and some of the older James Bond movies are not uh, that fantastic. And even when they started getting better special effects, you ended up with Pierce Brosnan as uh, James whoa, Bond. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was okay <laughs> and not great, to say the least. He is – he's right behind Daniel Craig, in my no, opinion. No, 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 no. Wrong. Well, what's the time at? Hold on. What, what did we get the time at here that Ron said something that was dumb? Was it like three minutes into the podcast? Yeah. Two Just minutes about, yeah. 45 seconds. It sounds, like, <laughs> it sounds like I struck a nerve there. Um, yeah, Die Another Day is probably one of my personal favorites out of all of them. Why? It just, <laughs> it's good from beginning to end, and I like the theme song. I think it was one of it's. – I've said this before. Um, the Madonna theme song is my favorite out of all of them. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm thinking and it's, it's still my favorite. And Halle Berry was a badass in that movie. Um, the villain was a badass. I liked the the car. was one of my favorite Bond cars was in that film. The whole concept. I really liked that film a lot more than most of the older ones. GoldenEye was but okay. It didn't age very well. Nothing you said was about Pierce Brosnan. Everything you said was about everything else. Well, you got, I understand that an actor is you know 90% of the movie. But if you put a perfect actor in the middle of a shit story, it doesn't matter. 
So even though the entire movie of Die Another Day is entertaining to me and good, it doesn't make Pierce Brosnan a terrible Bond. That movie is one of the best Bonds. Therefore, I have to say Pierce Brosnan is one of the best Bonds. Then his movie is better than, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Or is it going over your guys' head? I know sometimes it's hard. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) We should move on to to move on to move on. (laughs) Well, why do you disagree? I mean, I think if you think Pierce Brosnan's the best Bond, he should be, he should be the best Bond. It should not be his movies are the best Bond movies. Okay, so let me hear what makes Bond, what, what, what makes a good Bond a good Bond? Tell me right, right now. Oh, see, I think this is like very similar to what makes a good Batman a good Batman. You have to be able to play both sides. And the fact you can have a really good Bruce Wayne, and you can have a really good Batman, and it takes a very good actor to be able to do both very, very well. And I think that's what Daniel Craig has done so well. Yeah, shut up, Matt. Nobody likes to talk about George <laughs> He was doomed by the bat nipples before he even got started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but, to um, that, so, but to that same point, you need somebody that can not only pull off badass spy, which is the part that Pierce Brosnan actually has the problem with. He's not like action-y. He is a smooth-talking, suave kind of personality, and he holds he pulls out the ladies' man really well, but he is not like high action, high intensity, like stone cold killer. Uh okay. okay. I'm with Jake on that one. Yeah, uh, you're right. Listen, and for all of our listeners out there, I'll be honest, when I'm wrong, it's very rare, but I'll admit it. And you had a good point. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy this enjoy this while it lasts, because I can't really refute that. Yeah, that's a that's a solid point. Because if I still have like four topics left, you could be wrong four more times tonight, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Because so. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and Daniel Craig does nail both sides pretty pretty well. So that's what she that. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It to be, be fair, it should have been in November anyway. <laughs> Now, the reason why I might I might go aside with that is, A, I love conspiracies. Everyone knows this. And, B, that's the only movie I've seen postponed. So, it could be. Well, it did work for Sonic. Sonic did well, pretty well with the postpone. Well, and... well, Sonic was postponed because they sucked. That first trailer bombed. They're not... What, Sonic? Good question. I don't know for sure. I don't... I... I don't know. I think Adam might be looking it up. I'm not sure. I don't know, though, either. I don't recall. But I know that they're not redoing anything for Bond. They're literally just pushing it back. I think what they did was they realized realized it was a mistake to have it coming out when it was. And instead, they moved it to a much more, uh, not only awards-friendly, but also uh, revenue-friendly time of the year when people are going to see movies. I Yeah. I'm not going to get behind that one. Wow. Uh, Update on Sonic. Sonic was delayed from its original release date of November 8th, 2019 to February 14th, 2020. Due to the redesign. So they're delaying for one month for a redesign, but James Bond's going to push it back how many months to November? Well, that that was just logical. I'm going to have a birthday and Halloween before I see this movie. 
And it was supposed to come out in like three weeks. This is bullshit. And I'm pissed about it. I'm so mad. But you have to remember, and I know I'm kind of talking to myself here because I'm the one pissed, but I'm reminding myself that I have to remember that one of their biggest box office grabs is internationally. And internationally is being affected mm-hmm. by coronavirus coronavirus a million times worse than what the U.S. is. So yeah, that is true. Yeah, China's a big one. Yeah, and Italy. Yeah, Europe, Europe as a whole is a big thing because of. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's that's solid. I can get, I can understand why they did it, but I'm selfish and I don't want to wait. I don't care. <laughs> Do you hear that? Do you All hear about that? Ron. Ron needs you to move the uh, release date back up just for him. Uh, I got at least just give him a cut. Just give him a yeah. copy of it so he can watch it. If I got give a him sit- the Snyder cut. If I, I got to sit through Skyfall again, and I just really don't know if I can because that movie is so slow at times. It just it kills me. Also, I want you to... It's got one of the best uh, stories. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Stop. Here we go again. Stop. Um, also, Ron, <laughs> the, last, the last notes on this, uh, because you said Die Another Day was the was like the best James Bond movie. It is actually, according to IMDb, or not IMDb, I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 21 out of 26 with both uh, with all of Spectre, Quantum of Solace. Uh, let's see, I think the other two are up here too. Skyfall and Casino Royale ranking above it. Casino Royale is actually coming in at number two. Well, first by off, Skyfall at five. let's rewind here, okay? Take a step back. <laughs> I never said it was the best. It's one of my. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I'm. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that the best is arguably Goldeneye or. Oh, it was a great game. <laughs> yeah, the game was really great. Yes, it was. Skyfall is probably the best. I I think it's slow, like I just said. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here. I do think it has slow parts. But if you take it at a critical standpoint, the story is the best. The acting is the best. It had a great turn. It was fantastic. The ending was great. It had a great song. So if I'm being critical about it and fair, Skyfall is probably the best James Bond. But it just gets slow for me at times. So, well, I mean, it's a spy movie. It has to set up some like the espionage and stuff. Well, yeah, but it doesn't have to be slow about it. I mean, Quantum of Solace isn't, isn't slow. Casino Royale, they play poker. They're playing poker throughout an action movie, and that wasn't as slow as Skyfall was. Mm. Oh, goodness. All right. Can't. They're Agreed playing poker. They, they're playing poker, yo. If we're watching a movie. Like, Do you guys ever sit down and watch the World of Poker Tournament? All right, we're on a different topic here. Right. Let's, move no. on. Let's move on. You don't. We're going to go talk it, about... Because it's boring. Actually, I... I spent many a year watching poker tournaments, but that's because I love poker and Rounders is a, one of my top independent movies of all time. But that's a whole nother topic to get into. Yeah, Oceans, Oceans is a good example, too. You're right. That's true. But, you know. Anyways. Know. Anyways. <laughs> has to do with Casino Royale. But anyway, uh, talking, talking back to the other uh, alter ego that I've been talking about, we finally got some set picks of Robert Pattinson on uh, the Batman movie coming out in 2021. Uh, what are your guys' initial takeaways? I am a big fan personally, and I'll let you guys give your thoughts before I tell you why you're all wrong or right. Trash. <laughs> 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 All right, wrong. 
<laughs> if, if only my Go, eyes could really roll. Uh, um, I actually, I mean, again, and I always, and I've scolded Ron for this numerous times. I I like the picks, but they're out of context without emotion or anything with them. Mm-hmm. I like the look of the Batmobile with the with what we know about the movie so far that it's a younger Batman and all of that. I think it's a cool look for the Batmobile because if he's younger, he probably doesn't have access to everything yet. Um, when it comes to his money and all that type of stuff, I don't know. We'll see. But I I like the look of the Batmobile. I like the look of Batman. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what happens with it. So, I think it's the first. That's my I think opinion. it's the first Batmobile that actually is realistic. Yes. Or at least, at least. Now, what about you? Any thoughts? <laughs> no, no, but it was awesome. Badass. Yes, it was. So, so here's why I love it and why Ron's wrong. Uh, and Cole said this already too, so I'm just going to reiterate why it matters. Uh, this is, and I think they're claiming it's like Batman's second year on the job, but I'm almost certain uh, it's actually going to follow the storyline from the comic books of Batman Year One, which is all about him, obviously, in his first year as Batman. Crazy how that works together there. And so to that point, a lot of his equipment is going to be modified versions of what he already has because he doesn't know what he actually needs in the field versus what he doesn't, how to make it better, all this great stuff where he has all the resources and things that he needs. He's already an expert, like martial artist, all this great stuff that he's going to be able to do what he needs to. But he doesn't know, for example, like what kind of tools and equipment he's going to need in his utility belt. He's not going to know what's going to make the car the best option possible for him to be perusing the streets of Gotham and uh, patrolling, I guess, would be the better word since he's a vigilante. And so I think this is going to be a really interesting one. You're going to see a much more, I don't want to say reserved Batman, um, but I think you're going to see a much more patient and thoughtful Batman compared to what we've, what we've seen in a lot of the films where he's kind of just like comes right out, punches the bad guy in the face and then, and then walks away. I think it's going to show a lot more of the detective side of him building like the, um, I'm trying to think what the case is called. Like, is it just the case file, I guess, yeah. for like the prison or for, for police officers. Yep. Um, so just building that case file and actually doing detective work before going and apprehending these bad guys. Okay. Well, can I give you my real opinion here? I don't really, I don't really think it's going to be trash. I'm going to give it a try. I'm just not a fan of uh, Robert Pattinson, but um, I feel like this could be good if they do it right. And being that it's DC, I don't think that they're going to do it right. That's my, that's, Yeah, I've seen him in Harry Potter. That barely counts. It doesn't count. He's in Harry Potter for like all of five minutes. <laughs> I know, thank God. But listen, no, I understand. Oh, <laughs> I understand. I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not trying to bash him like a lot of people are. You're right. No, I've heard, that, I've seen that he's grown so much, and I've heard that the lighthouse was great. So I understand your argument for sure. I'm not, you know, disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, I'm not hyped up on it. It's, well, he wasn't. He wouldn't be the first. My first choice is really what I'm saying. But even if he nails it, like let's say he nails it, right? Best Batman character, not movie. Best character. He plays the best portrayal. Now, if the movie's not set up right, it doesn't mean anything. If they don't do a sequel or a good follow up, it doesn't mean anything. Like let's take okay, let's let's. Well. Case in point, Joker. This is mm-hmm. okay. This is true, but hear me out here, okay? 
I feel like this is right. completely different. This isn't Joker. This isn't like uh, shit. What's what do they call it? They call Joker. It's kind of like a demise film where you you see the fall of a character. This is kind of like the opposite. But like, imagine watching Batman Begins, right? And then you never mm-hmm. see the, the the other two movies. You're gonna want more. Or let's say Batman Begins, and then you watch The Dark Knight, but The Dark Knight sucked. Then it doesn't matter anymore. Batman Begins, how good it was, how set up it was, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. I guess. I agree. I was going to say, the two examples you gave are actually perfect examples of that in Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight because they both can very easily be self-contained films. And yeah, they might allude to some things that can happen before or after, but nothing that has to, that has to have been seen or needed to have been watched to affect the actual enjoyment of the movie. I guess, I see what you're saying, and for the sake of argument here, I'm going to keep firing back, but this is pretty much all pure pure opinionated, to be honest, but like, because like mm-hmm. when I think of Batman Begins, um, it was it was good. I don't really have any uh, quarrels with it. But if I were to, the things that stand out to me about that movie, other than like Liam Neeson's performance was fantastic, would be like the end where they picks up the Joker card. Like that's a big cliffhanger, right? And it builds on to the next thing. Like I guess pretty much the moral of the story that I'm getting to is I don't trust DC. I really don't. So like. I'm not really going to invest myself into this Batman movie and then watch the next one fail or then not be a next one or this one lead up to something. And then he's learning about this whole movie. We're watching this character build. Right. And then at the end, you see the actual Batman and you're like, that's badass. And then nothing ever happens from that. Or Pattinson decides to drop out like Ben Affleck did, you know, and I'm not really good. I mean, we we can go there if you guys want to go there. I don't really care. But like Batman versus Superman. Right. We've had this talk on previous episodes, like that he kind of sucked as Batman or was taken off. It was an off-putting performance because the story wasn't good. It had nothing to build up to that. And I understand Matt's point on good movies should be able to stand alone, but this is a superhero movie. It's different. All these superhero movies always come in trilogies or pairs, and it helps build the character arcs. You can't really have a super good superhero movie with one movie. You need to create the superhero give them a, a stance, what they're fighting for, why they're fighting for it, what, who is this person, and help build on it, if, if that's making any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I disagree with Captain America. I, I can agree with Iron Man. Iron Man 1 re- is really good, but like I will never watch the first Avenger again unless I'm watching them in order. Like it's not that good. Like by itself, it's too much build up time. You got skinny Steve Rogers going into cat it's uh, too much build up time. It's you don't want to watch the the creation of a character just for fun over and over and over again. It doesn't have that much replay value in my opinion. And I I I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, I, wait, wait, I disagree because that's central to Cap's character. That's central to the Avengers and the MCU. Yes, but that's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. It has it's it, it's built around something. So let's say they make the Batman, and it's not and it they build it around something, and then the character drops off. Pattinson doesn't want to do it anymore, or they go a different way and reboot it again because DC doesn't know what they're doing. That's my argument. That's exactly what I'm saying. The first Avenger is so good because it's built into a big storyline. 
I'm saying that superhero movies are best when they are in a bigger picture. And if you do one Batman movie and it is good and it has this good ending and then they don't do anything with it, it was a waste of time. That's what I'm saying. I think I, must but, say, I think you guys are actually kind of arguing are actually, the same point. actually the same point because what Matt's saying is it should stand alone. And I really honestly think the first Avenger does stand alone. Like mm-hmm. I can watch the first Avenger multiple times because, because I know how, like, because it's such a great story of how Steve Rogers is created as a character. It's like, I, I actually really enjoy that movie. I know how you feel about it as a whole in the, in the, um, in the character arc of Steve Rogers, not in the MCU character arc, but in this character arc of Steve Rogers, it's not your favorite Captain America movie, but I really enjoy it. I like how Steve Rogers is created um, and how his character is created. I actually enjoy that one in the sense that I think if, Steve Rogers, if that was the only one that, um, oh, what's his name did? Um, I think it could stand alone as it, and then they could replace him in another one as a Captain. Somebody else could do Captain America. I really think they could. Really, I. I mean, they did it. I really think, I think they could. That's I balls mean, to the wall to say that, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's Marvel. I mean, honestly, they're gonna. Uh, they're lucky that no one else is, you know, backed out of their. I mean, they must they must pay well. But uh, <laughs> why don't you go? Let's <laughs> read. They must overpay well. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I just I think it stands. I think it stands alone pretty well. And um, but I, to to Jake's point, I think you guys are actually arguing the same point in a in a way. I'm trying to think of some good examples here, but like it's so hard because. Again, a lot of superhero stuff is subjective. Like, we all know, like, certain movies are good, but when you talk about superheroes, everyone's got their favorite. Their favorite actor who portrays them, the favorite story, the favorite sequel, the favorite origin story. You know, so it's kind of hard for me to give examples. Like, for example, um, I'm going to try to give one. Let's let's take Spider-Man out of the picture. I don't care who your favorite actor of Spider-Man is. So let's just think of The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? The first one... It builds up this character. Okay, which one? Which one is that? Which one is that? Who act? Who is the actor? Andrew Garfield. For that one? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the Garfield ones. Okay, just so I know no, which no, one we're thinking good. of. So, <laughs> again, this is all relative, and it's super opinionated, and it's kind of hard for me to explain. But let's say they do the Batman kind of like the Amazing Spider-Man, right? They do this this big uh, backstory. They build him up this whole time. He's learning what what's going on. But then the Amazing Spider-Man two. Like, this is my opinion. I know I'm I'm the minority on this one. I think that one's way better than the first one. You got Spider-Man. You got an established hero who knows what he's doing. You have this backstory now from the first movie that propels you into the second one. And now, at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they were going to set up the Sinister Six. And again, I'm not comparing other Spider-Man, so I don't really want to sidetrack into that. But then the third one never happened. So that's now you got fans like me who are pissed and annoyed by it, you know? Or like the Batman with Ben Affleck is never going to happen. Or, you know, like... What if they do a great Batman movie and then they never follow up with it and it it, it could grow into something else? Correct. If they had just hinted to it, like all the times the Avengers and all the Marvel movies just kind of bring in small pieces, like little things to introduce yeah. to the world. Like you can have a newspaper article that mentions like another member of the Sinister Six out there that somebody who's like 
that the news is talking about. It's like a throwaway, but it's like there. That's the kind of thing that helps set up that universe rather than blatantly shoving it in your face at the end of a movie. It's like, hey, this is where we're going next. And then the movie doesn't happen. You guys are arguing the exact same point because you want the movie to stand on its own. But you also, and to Ron, your point though, you just want it to actually not be a, a single movie, which I think is fair with superheroes, especially because they have so many different yeah, stories to yeah. tell that just seeing them in one thing, especially if it's a good movie, sucks. Yeah. I'd, well, go ahead, Cole. Yeah. No, to Ron, to Ron's point though, Marvel did do it with, um, oh, I think it was at the end of one of the Avengers movies. Um, they uh, they hinted towards um, oh, who are the two mutants, and then they never did the movie. Yeah, and now they're doing the series on Disney Plus. Yeah, but there was it looked, they hinted towards a movie, but they didn't like blatantly throw it in your face that they were going to do it. They just hinted. Wait. Are you talking about Wanda and yeah um, Quicksilver? Yeah, they were in Avengers: Age of Ultron. I know, but they hinted to me. It looked like when I watched rewatched that because I rewatched it going. After Disney Plus came out, it looked like they hinted towards they were going to do a, an entire movie just about them. Not. Um, oh, yeah. See, I never took that away. I took them as being I, like the next the next villains, which okay. they ended to up me, like, I took it as they were too. actually going to do like a movie about them. And that was me probably just misinterpreting that. I, I, I see what you're saying, though. I can I can understand that. There's some things that Strucker says that you might think that they are going to be a even a larger part and it wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to be Ultron that was the big bad it was going to be mm-hmm. them it was going to be them so i could see that being mis- a little bit misleading for sure which mm-hmm. i think is marvel's bread and butter is being misleading with what they tell yeah. the audience so i guess i think my biggest takeaway here is that i just the batman looks like it could be good but it's so hard for me to hype it up or feel like excited about it because i just can't really invest in anything with dc anymore aside from the joker but like out of all the movies they've recently nah, put I out, I really don't know where they can't strike gold like twice. Like Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn's one of my favorite characters, and I really got invested in that. And then I wanted a follow up when she got broken out of jail. And Birds of Prey, I haven't watched the movie. I watched the first half. I've watched what? the first half hour today. <laughs> and hey, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had time to get around to it. I've been watching. I've been doing a, a lot of other things. Right. So. <laughs> and it, as even though it hints to you know Suicide Squad and it has some mild flashback scenes, it doesn't feel like it's not satisfying to me. It kind of destroys the entire purpose of the of Suicide Squad. And then they're rebooting it, and it just de- defeats the entire purpose. Like I can't even get hyped for the Suicide Squad with James Gunn because what's the point? How many like they need to they need to stick to a plan and execute it because I think the. The problem you're having, Ron, is that you're expecting them to do something that's similar to what Marvel did, and I don't know if they're even trying to at this point. I don't think they're trying to create a connected universe. I think they're just trying to make good comic book movies. And with Wonder Woman, they did a good job. Aquaman, they did a good job. Yeah, but they were trying uh, to connect those Superman, movies. Birds of... They were. Yeah, those, those I mean, were those all ones made they were to Justice to. League. Yeah, but even still, right? <laughs> yes. Um. And so they were trying to go for this connected universe, and I just don't see, I don't see with all the movies they're coming out with right now, the plan for that to happen. I think they're just trying to focus on making good comic book movies, and then they'll let a plan come together if, if and when they actually start seeing regular success. Yeah, that could be. I, you could be right. That could be what it is. I really, I can't put a finger on it. I'm just trying to figure out why I can't get into it because it doesn't really look bad. Besides that motorcycle, that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. 
But uh, Batmobile and stuff, it's not bad. I can get behind it. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Just saying, I'd drive yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'd drive any of Batman's vehicles, regular, whether they're Batmobile, Batman's vehicles or Bruce Wayne's vehicles, any of them, I will, uh, I will take <laughs> off his hands. I can say that much. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of DC's counterpart, uh, the other thing that came out this week was uh, the most obvious news I think Marvel could have dropped, and that was that uh, Thor 4 was going to feature the Guardians considering the last time we saw them both together or the last time we saw any of the characters Thor was leaving with the guardians. I thought of it was kind of just like a big, well, duh moment um, for the, for like the yep. announcement there. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys had the same takeaways yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, as Guardians of the Galaxy, and now you get. I, Thor. I hope they they title it that. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, baby. Um, I really don't know how much time the Guardians are going to spend in this film, though, or if it's going to be just a quick cameo at the beginning or not. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked if it was a ton. How do you feel about that, by the way? I think mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be badass. Yeah, I do, too. Well, there's also rumors they're going to introduce Beta Ray Bill into this one, too. He's a huge uh, part of Thor's lore in the comic books. Uh, he's awesome. What, what, you need to check him out. What's his, uh, his story? He was, you know? I've never heard of him. Uh, so he's actually alluded to in Ragnarok. He's one of the faces that's on the building that the Hulk's face is being constructed on for okay. the champions. So he was on that. He was on Sakaar for a while. He was battle. He was a battle champion there. But he has his own uh, like hammer that he got as a gift. I believe it was a gift from um, Odin. Uh, don't ask me what it was for. I don't remember. Uh, and some somebody that's bigger into the comic books than I am can can message me and tell me what it is. But uh, he, he meets up with the Guardians and Thor quite often throughout their uh, cosmic exploits, and he's always a uh, very similar to he's a very similar character to Thor, but with some very distinct differences. A lot more emotional, a lot more like ends to justify the means, where Thor tries to be merciful, um, which is very interesting. So it's, it's he's a cool character. I'm excited to see him in there. And then, uh, hey, look at that. We're back to Batman. <laughs> Christian Bale is uh, going to be a villain. I have no idea. Not even like, I haven't read any like blog posts or anything like that or any rumor mill, like Reddit threads about who he could play. Um, there, the assumption is that he's going to be some sort of god. Uh, I project, I, my, my only prediction is that he's not going to be a major, major character like one that's going to stick around. I think he's going to be a very standard villain defeated in one movie and then never seen now, again. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. People they pay well. For Adam they pay well. Now, um, my question to you, I know that there's no trailers or anything and Thor 4 is kind of far out, but um, do you think this is going to be Ragnarok level or do you think this is going to flop like Dark World or the original Thor? What kind of level are you expecting this to be at? 
No, I think they figured out what to do with Thor here, and that's the fact that they they needed to make him funnier and not dye his eyebrows blonde first and foremost. <laughs> um, so they figured out two things with him, I suppose, and they just really work well with Chris Hemsworth as like an actor. Like that's his strong suit is like this kind of dopey, funny guy, but he's also very like powerful and serious when he needs to be. He has a very intimidating look when he needs to. And so I think it fits really well. I think they're going to do a good job with that. My only concern from what I'm seeing right now is that they might be trying to shove too much into the movie, but you never know with rumors, like half of it might not end up being true anyway. So I, in the saying uh, of the MCU in Marvel, yeah, I trust. No, so. I, I agree. Yeah, I yep. agree with pretty much everything you said, but my only thing is um, when, because I, I understand why you might be worried that there might be a lot being crammed into this film, because you hear about Natalie Portman's role, then you got all these other characters being added in and talked about. But we have to remember that, as far as we know, there is going to be a lack of Loki. So that's a big role that someone can fill some time with. So, because look. RIP Tim Hiddleston. You what? Oh, yeah, RIP Tim Hiddleston. Yeah. His show looks dope, though. I'm ready for that. <laughs> there, there's two characters I'd be interested to see him play, um, and I think the the one would be the one that I think is more likely as as like an actual villain villain that would be defeated once and never seen again, and that would be I think his name is Mephisto. He's essentially the devil of the MCU. Um, which would make sense with like cosmic figures, like gods, etc. Um, the other, which would be very interesting, and I think I think Christian Bale could play it pretty well, but I don't see it happening. Is Adam Warlock? That would be sweet, uh, and I think that would be extra dope. But until there's news of um, Christian Bale signing a multi-movie contract with Marvel, that's not I mean that happen. that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Batman. That's a post-credit scene that never happened after Guardians two. It was never the Adam Warlock, and I've been waiting for it, and there never was. Well, you gotta wait for Guardians three. Bro. I guess, yeah, but <laughs> I guess. Touche. That's true. What I've learned from this podcast is that Ron is just <laughs> impatient with his movies, and then and and then when Hold they on. come out, I take too long to see them. <laughs> <laughs> just right. if he sees them at all if he sees them at all, he watches a lot of clips okay this isn't Star Wars and I've had two two prequels to that Star Wars to know that I don't care about it I'm actually really waiting for it to be I'm ready to rent uh, it yeah, actually yeah. I'm super stoked to rent it I'm surprised you're willing to use the money yeah. to rent it I was going to stream it and rent it, but I didn't like the Chinese subtitles. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay the $3 to get rid of the subtitles. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's Chinese, but that's yeah, there's okay. Chinese, there's Chinese subtitles on it. I, I tried a couple weeks ago. It's disappointing. Is it Chinese or Korean? It's the same to me. <laughs> oh, it's not the same. Uh, it's definitely not the same. <laughs> for anybody who's just offended, we don't take responsibility for Ron. We. <laughs> We appreciate you all tuning in today to listen to us. If you have any feedback for us, please let us know. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on all the social platforms. Hit us up with a comment or a direct message. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. Let us know how we did. And, of course, follow us. Share the podcast with your friends. It's the most entertaining one in entertainment. And until next time, enjoy the movies. Enjoy the movies.